carrying on in James. Interesting, the verse we get to today. Verse 22. You know, sometimes you can, uh, you can read through, I don't know if you ever do this, and you kind of miss something. You ever do that? You read through and then you, you go back again. Oh, one minute. That's been there all the time. I, this kind of happened to me. And it's very interesting because you know right through this series I've been on about training and equipping. As you've patiently listened and sought to take in the stuff. You've heard me say time and time again it's no good just hearing about it. We have to enter in to what it's saying. We have to be those who are uh, participating, not spectating. And probably, as far as I can remember, that particular thing has gripped me more and been stronger with me, and therefore I've kept on saying it, than any other time I can remember. Now, as my wife will tell you, I sometimes forget things, so I'm not going to say, you know, 100%. But it's certainly been a thing that, that I could not help but keep on about. And then, amazingly, of course, I'd read this many times, it suddenly struck, because this exactly, as you've gone through the things, you get to this verse. Do not merely listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but doesn't do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, will be blessed in what he does. I was talking to somebody some months ago, uh, a church leader, and they said, you know, always in any group of people, you've got three particular categories. You've got those who, you might say, Corroborate. They're, they're kind of joining in, going along with, uh, being part of. You've got those who are committed to what is actually uh, happening and what is, what is being said and done. And then you've got those who are connected. They're clearly joined uh, for the purpose uh, of God in that particular expression of his body. I venture to say that in whichever category you or anybody is, this still applies. The vital necessity to be those who are doers, not just hearers of the word. So we're talking about doing it. Actually getting on with it, not just listening about it. Because frankly... Uh, from what we're learning here, although last week, remember, was it last week or the week before? No, last week. B 
me about quick to listen and slow to speak. Now it's going on about saying, yeah, you best listen, but you've got to listen to the point of doing. No good just listening uh, in itself. It mustn't just end there. So don't just simply listen. Um, we've really got to uh, go beyond that. Now, let me just take this one stage further. We've always had the attitude that we are open to receive. We've used the term, we, we like to, we're willing to drink at many streams. We're not locked into a stream or a denomination or a doctrine. We're, we like to be open to see and hear what God is saying. You've also heard me say, you know, you're big boys and girls now, you know how to swallow the meat and spit out the bones. You've also heard me say that if there's something which uh, is brought which is erroneous, we challenge it and correct it. So we're in a pretty safe environment. But let me take it a step further to say, look, we're together under the calling of God, under the purpose of God, in this place. Now, many of you, including me, like to drink at different streams. You read books. You, I've been listening to some stuff that Sally picked up recently of someone that I've quoted much in the past, John Piper. Um, reading Joyce Mayer. Never thought I'd be doing that, but some good stuff there. Yeah, some good stuff in that. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what, you know, if you kind of hone in to, to what God is saying. A number of you have been picking up on the... Uh, Bill Johnson stuff. All of that is good. But look, if God's got us here, he's very specific. What he's saying to us, we can receive from him in any place and many places, and that's good and healthy. But somehow, the significance of what he's saying directly to us impacts me most strongly. We're here. We're here under his calling, his direction, and his choice. We have submitted to that. Therefore, the things that he's saying to us somehow seem to me to be particularly important and significant that we take heed. And the burden that I've had, that I've shared with you, is that we could look at this stuff and even learn it, or learn something about it, but if we don't enter into the doing or the experience, we're going to miss something that God has got very important for us at this time. So, Brothers and sisters, hear my heart on this. This is about entering into an experience, not just learning something. And so we pick up the importance. It's interesting, if you, dis if you just listen to the word, you end up deceiving yourselves. Now, it's interesting, yeah, get the wall pulled over your eyes. This warning about deception is something that we've faced in this chapter before, 16. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift coming down from the Father of heaven and light doesn't change like shifting shadow. Why on earth is he talking in his word to us about being deceived? Well, if God doesn't speak into a vacuum, if it's there, it's there for a reason. 
And the reason it's there is because it is possible that in the most apparently benign way, we could end up being deceived. Because if we end up listening and not doing according to what this says, we are going to end up in a place of deception. I don't think anybody likes to be deceived. That's not a comfortable place, not a good place. It's a dangerous place. We sometimes think deception is something that is sort of way out there. It's bringing it right home. If we are not hearing and doing, we are in danger of being deceived, of deceiving ourselves. That's a horrendous place to be. So listening is not enough. Attending is not enough. The main thing is to take it through to obedience. Just being there is not sufficient. If I stand in a garage, I don't somehow become a car because I'm standing in a garage, because I was in the place where it kind of fits that it should be. It's about entering in and doing something, not simply enough. So, do you agree with me? No, do you agree with me? good practice in life to agree with me. I've commended that to my wife for 41 years. We're still working on it. How about a little exercise? Eh? Now look, if you're visiting or here for the first time and you don't feel comfortable to do this, that's fine. You, you, can, you can stay where you are, see what's going on. Around the room, you'll see some posters. Some posters picking up the things that God has been saying to us through James. Also, there are some post-its. Okay, lots of them here. All I would like you to do is take a little time, look at the posters. It's just highlighting the things that we've covered. And just say, what have you done about it? I'm just getting a prompt. Just hold on for a moment. From okay. Right. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. Um. Just uh, remember. We started this off with the first verse. I, I'm inclined to change my doctrine and believe that James shouldn't be in the Bible. You know? We started this off, I think, just before I had this accident. And there's many times that I thought, consider it all joy. <laughs> I should cocoa. It's been a very, very interesting time. You know what, to be honest? I've not always felt like considering it all joy. Especially when I meet with the physio-torturer. <laughs> God is trying to work on my heart towards all physios. Where's Hannah? 
comes back to this, doesn't it? Are we going to go by what we feel? Or are we going to be obedient to his word by the power that God gives us to do that? I can choose and he can empower me and it goes beyond feelings. It's a command. I just have to choose whether to be obedient or not. I don't have to be able to do it. I just have to choose it. And God empowers me. It's the alternative to, wa- to wallowing in self-pity. It's amazing how we can be tempted to do that. How we can look at our lot and see how bad it is. There was a time when I heard myself say, if I remember correctly, we're going through all this business and all the rigmarole of life changing in that. And then while I was at physio one day, Ken had taken me there, Dawn had gone into the office, Uh, we came back and find that there'd been an attempted break-in. And just when we were discovering somewhat of the damage of that, I managed to knock this pot of scalding coffee all over me. Amazingly, it missed my leg, which was not covered at the time. There's one or two other things happened. And I heard myself say, oh, it's one thing after another. And as I heard myself say it, I thought, one minute, this is hardly lined up with considering it all joy. I have a choice. I have a choice to list the adverse circumstances or to choose to be obedient to his word. I can't do it. I can't drum it up. But I can choose to be obedient. See, there's choice to be doers rather than hearers of the word. Decide. Do come. Come and talk to me. My family are trained in telling me to shut up. Okay, so... Um, that there was, was Dad giving a personal example of how he's applied what he's heard. So that point of getting to, the, getting to that place of one thing after another, but then going back, but what have I heard? I've heard consider it all joy. So now, therefore, what do I do? And his doing was the way that he chose to think differently because he'd heard. Yeah? You see how there's, there's an applying in that. So that was an example um, we're going to show some other ones on the screen, some of the other lessons that we've looked at in this, in this topic. But we want you guys to have the opportunity to, to write down what have you done about what you've heard. So there's a poster there, there. There's one just above Griffo's head there. Um, there's two at the back there. There's one between the, the green curtains and there's one over here. Um, if I could have some volunteers that would take post-it notes to those areas and just stand in those areas... Good, so the idea is you get up and go, because if you get to one and you think, I haven't done anything about this, you can either repent quickly or just move on to the next one. But seriously, you may find that there are some things which you can say, I clearly have done this, 
and others which you say, you know, I need to do it. So if it's, I need to do it, move on to one of the ones where you can say, yes, this is what I did in order to become a doer rather than just a hearer of the word. Okay, where you go. How many times have I said to you as we've been going through this uh, stuff, I'm speaking to me as much as I'm speaking to you. And uh, I think that's a very healthy thing, by the way. Uh, but it has and continues to be a very real uh, experience. To the point that when I think um, verse 12, blessed is the one who perseveres under the trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those that love him, the approval of God. It says to me that we can't be satisfied simply with um, kind of survival when God has promised us, promised us to be overcomers. Can't be satisfied with just getting through when there's a call there to those that love him. That there's an increase. And I think that for myself, in spite of you know, all the different problems and difficulties, the desire for God and his presence and to know him and to be close to him is, it seems stronger than ever. I'm glad that God has settled that we need never to stop learning, that we want his presence, his joy, his peace, his heart attitude, his power, his mind. How do we know that we are moving on in loving him? What, do you remember, go back to when we looked at covenant relationship. How do we measure our love for God? Do you remember? By how much we love the brethren. And that's not just about feelings, that's about how much does this situation matter? How concerned am I about that? Are we bearing and sharing one another's burdens? Are we weeping that with those who weep and rejoicing with those that rejoice? That's the measure, not just in feelings. All right, well, let's, uh, let's try another little illustration. Is Jamie there? Yes. Oh. 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 Welcome, everybody. All employees of Quadtronics, it's excellent to have you all together. We have gone through such amazing changes as an organization, and I'm proud to be your CEO here today. There's a concern, though, that I have that I've wanted to address to you. You see, I met with you three weeks ago, and I explained how since the discovery of certain inventions and the marketing of them, the value of our company has increased incredibly. And during that time, we actually floated on the stock market and brought in billions of pounds. Now, we took it on ourselves to decide that we would share that with you guys as the employees. That each of you would have your own personal account with the money that we've made. Millions accounted to each of your bank accounts. All you had to do was send through your details so we could link the accounts that we've made for you with your bank accounts. Now, three weeks on, 
No one has done it. None of you have done it. And I, I can't understand why not. So I wanted to take this time in this forum to, to ask some people, why have you not done it? So anyone, anyone got any? You, you didn't think it was important. Okay. Um, any, anyone else? You, you didn't believe it was there. Okay. Okay. Right, didn't feed it? You forgot. Okay. Right, okay. Okay, so, so you thought you'd just leave it because even though it's attributed to you, you just leave it for them. Okay. Okay. You're okay with what you've got. You don't need any more. Right. Okay. Well, um, no, it's good to know. Um, it's interesting. Um, I guess we'll just leave the money in the accounts then. All right. Thank you. Can be many reasons for not doing, but... Even in the light of that illustration, it doesn't seem to be a wise thing. God requires us to be hearers and doers of the word. And that's repeated in a number of occasions. The Bible here talks about um, looking in a mirror and uh, then forgetting. Um, in a mirror, we can be exposed to any blemish. But if we turn aside, we can just forget about it. One of the things that we picked up in the, one of the Joyce Meyer books was that she said the hardest thing to do is to come to terms with our own sin. Of course, the good thing that we do have is that as God in his word highlights the issues, the blemishes, he also resolves and heals us. How does that happen? Well, the doing seals the learning and results in change. And frankly, this is what we're about. We're about growing in God, we're about developing. Not really about tiggling ears. That's not really what it's about. Um, you see examples in the Bible, you can see examples across Christianity. There's one very famous preacher in, a, in America, when I'm surfing the the channels in my sort of three-second grace period before I vomit. Uh, the, you, everything you hear is about God blessing and, and making things good and living happily ever after. Huge following because it's nice to have your ears tickled. It, it feels good. In the Bible, you've got the false prophet, Hananiah, talking about uh, we're going to be out of here. Uh, everybody's saying, oh, great, hallelujah, this is escape. We're getting out of exile. It's wonderful. He just wasn't telling the truth. He was just telling what people like to hear. We are not in that business. 
We're in the business, aren't we, of sharing together in the Word of God from the point of view of change and development. The purpose of teaching is not the transference of information. The purpose of teaching is change. God's purpose is that we are hearers and doers of the Word, otherwise we don't get the benefit. So we apply, and it's vital that we apply what we hear. How do we do that? Well, we've got to see if I can measure up. I hear something. My application is, do I, do I kind of fit with what I'm hearing? Too muscly. It's always been my problem. Yeah. Yeah, my physique has always been an intimidation to these young men. Am I lining up? Am I fitting? It's a good question to ask. Lord, is there something in this for me? Is there something I need to do in this in order to actually come into what you have purpose so that I'm not just a hearer but a doer of the word. Remember last time we talked about how we neglect the word and the danger of that. People are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you've rejected knowledge, ignored the law. Not a good thing to do. We want to humbly receive. Basically it means that his word is allowed to overcome my opinion or my position or my preference. Looking up in the original, um, about looking, uh, in the verse here it says, uh, looks, but the man who looks intently. Interesting. It, It has the meaning to, to sort of, bend down to examine in detail, um, to kind of, to peer into it um, and to receive it as something that needs to be taken most, most seriously. Absolutely vital that we do that. Remember a while ago we used the illustration of the mirror and uh, it's so important that we look intently and we see who we really are but if we don't act on this, we, we actually end up forgetting that life-saving truth. There is truth that we can take hold of and we can apply it and be doers of the word so that we come into the fullness of what God intends for us. So, let me just finish with this. Psalm 19 verse 11 says, There's a great reward in obedience to the word. Don't say an awful lot about learning it. Oh, sure, there's value in learning it. How can you be obedient if you don't know it? But to know and not to do. In fact, one of the values that we have as an apostolic community is for us it's never been sufficient simply to know. But we are also committed to do. Never just to know, 
once we know we're committed to do. So you can uh, have a little think through again on those scriptures that we've looked at. But let it ring in your ears. If you hear and don't do, you are entering self-deception. And that's not a place that any of us going to be comfortable to be. But if we choose to do, God empowers us in, in each of the things, including that wretched first verse. Consider it all joy. It's a choice. And from that choice, when we say, yes, Lord, when we submit to him, there's an empowering to live from a different life source according to what he's provided for us and to know all the benefits that come from that. Yeah? Yeah? All right. You are allowed to do some more work if you want to, but we're going to fellowship together and uh, take opportunity to greet one another.